Claire Sarah. Our audience tonight is composed mostly of croquet players. And that's your... Spelled wrong? Naturally. You're listening to Expertise, Spelled Wrong, the podcast where the world's most expert experts discuss their areas of expertise expertly. Expert comedy writer Claire Sarah and expert comedy writer Dan O'Sullivan bring their expertise to other unrelated expertises. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, podcast listeners around the globe and all the ships at sea, especially those of you in backyards of 1920s England, my special guest today is Claire Sarah, who is an expert in croquet. Dano, thank you so much for having me. For so many people, the game of croquet is a lost art and a snubbed pastime, and I am so happy to share with the masses, the dirty, huddled masses that listen to your podcast, a beautiful, uplifting mm. game that is played in the sunshine. By our standards, Claire, croquet is pretty high class. But if you don't mind, before we go any further, I just need to have you fill out some paperwork. Oh, sure, um, of course. Th- this is for payment. It's got to go through the board. Uh, so if you could just uh, sign here, this is... Um, Yes, we won't go over thirty minutes. I promise. Okay. So just say, uh, the, okay. just write in thirty. The paper, the paperwork will take thirty minutes. No, no, no. The whole podcast. Okay, certainly. Okay. We pay by the hour, but this it, this won't be more than uh, so. But 30 so minutes. I'll get a half pay. We, we can't really talk about that yet because until I, you fill out this I paperwork. Signed. Yeah, just sign here. All right. You need to fill in your name. Yep. Um, social security. Oh, I'm not really comfortable giving out my social security number. Well, uh, just last four digits if you want to get paid. Okay. Great. Yeah. And then um, right there where you've put in your first four digits, go ahead and write the two preceding digits oh, with sure. the dash. Oh, sure. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And then, if you don't mind, just four digits uh, ahead of that. Oh, that now four digits doesn't seem too much. Yeah. Yeah, to it's not much there. of a commitment. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. And then you need to sign below. Okay. And then there's a there's an indemnification clause. Oh, there's that, there's uh, there's two. It looks like it's a double indemnification clause. Yeah, huh. yeah. There's one for you and uh, one for Fred McMurray. Okay, very good. Uh, so if you, if you wouldn't mind just filling that in, okay. and then okay. um, the final one here is just um, says that if any of the parties signing this contract are found to be out of their proper minds, then the whole contract is null and void. If you don't mind me just asking, how would you be found? What what would the criteria? Cover? Don't worry about that's in every contract. That's um that's called a sanity clause. Sanity clause. <laughs> you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. Ladies and gentlemen, I am excited to have our first legally signed up guest, mm. Claire Sarah, here on the podcast today to talk about the game of croquet. Um, now, Claire, Dan, do you mind me asking the previous where I had I just signed away all my my rights? Mm-hmm. Um. That's not going to be recorded. I gave you my social security number. That's not going to be part of the podcast. We may have the the sound of you filling in the form. Okay. But we will not be showing these digits that you wrote down. Um, okay. 823-616-2323. We will not be announcing those. Okay. As long as you don't put those on the air, I'm comfortable. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Great, great. Okay. Yeah. So- in fact, if you don't mind, just flip that over and you'll see on the back... There's a do not release uh, signature required. Right. And if you fill that in, then we are legally bound n- not never to, release. to mention any of the numbers or any of the signing. Right. From when I sign henceforth. Yeah. So just go ahead and sign Can that. Can I sign it henceforth? If that's your legal That is my name. legal name. Okay. So are you, were you born a henceforth? Yes. I was born uh, Juliana henceforth. 
That's a beautiful name. Thank you. Is that English like the game of croquet? It is. It is. I was named after the foundress of croquet. Oh, I didn't realize that croquet had been founded by a woman. Juliana Henceforth. Oh, you were completely named after her. Yes. First name and last and, name. Well, not the middle name. Her middle name was uh, 816-532210. Got it. And what's your middle name? <laughs> Little girl. So your parents selected a new middle name for you instead of a series of digits? Yes. yes. That's very nice, you know. I like a classical English name, but there's something about digits that do make you sound sort of like a robot. Well, it was a de rigueur of the time, as was mm -hmm. using French terms, which is why yeah. croquet has a French name. So let's start right there, Claire, with the name. Does croquet have a meaning that can be translated into English, or is it just a name for a game? Well, it originated in Quebec. Oh, Canada. In Canada, which is both English and French. And it was started with, they had the mallet, as you know it now. The mallet, I believe it's pronounced in French. Mallet. So Claire, I'm learning so much already about a game that only a very few people still play today. But I know back in the day, when it originated, it was, it was. a very competitive near sport, much more dangerous than we know it today. Well, and this is why uh, folks wore white. It's so that you could mark the blood spots immediately. Because you were actually given points for raising a welt. Yes. For opening the skin. Yes. And for coming right through the six layers of crinoline to the white dress. Yes. I mean, that was, that was a winner. That was a, that was a winning shot. See, I think croquet is defying so many of those age-old sexist stereotypes of the dainty ladies at a Victorian picnic. Oh. And the way you're describing it, it was just a bloodbath. That was the aim of it. That was the aim. Now, these, these ladies, um, and they called it a French game so that the men would leave them alone. At the start, it was yeah. a woman's game. Because in Victorian times, uh, men did not care to be associated with the French for m multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. And I said men don't care to be associated with the French. Yes. That is not to imply that there were no French men. Right. Because right. we've all heard the phrase Frenchmen. Frenchmen. Meaning there were men who were French, even in the yes. 1800s. Dano, I don't, I'm not sure if you're aware that the first, the hoops that go along with the game of croquet that are placed into the lawn are from women's crinoline dresses. I knew that from your book, Claire. Mm. Croquet is okay. Yes. Yeah. O-K-E-T. Of course. Mm -hmm. uh, spelled the French way, pronounced the American way. That's right. So I learned that tasty little tidbit about the crinoline yes. hoops. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of fascinated with Appendix A in the back of your book, where you list out the deaths that occurred on the croquet field. Yeah. And these are not everyday women. These are members of the aristocracy, yeah. one after another. I'm just going down it here. Here's a duchess. Here's a countess. Mm -hmm. Here is a dame. There's nothing like it. And here is Queen Victoria herself. Not on the, the dead list, obviously. Right. But she was severely wounded multiple times on the croquet field. Yeah, not a lot of people know that she was five foot nine until that day of croquet. And she left the field a few discs less in the spine and uh, was four foot nine for the rest of her life. Now, was the queen willing to let croquet injuries remain on the field, as it were? Or was she the type of person who would use her royal position to uh, wreak some sort of havoc on the people that had harmed her? She was vengeful. I mean, it was a tough game. It was a tough time. And she left the field, especially the day of her spinal injury, she left that field determined 
to snuff out the life of Madame Curie. Oh, Madame Curie was playing that day as well? Yes, yeah. That was... (laughs) Holy smokes. So this is sort of a who's who of womanocracy. Well, and you don't know this side of them. You don't know the vicious, athletic, and angry side of these women playing croquet. Claire, you mentioned your namesake, Lady Henceforth. Yes. Julia Henceforth. And you mentioned in the book that she's the one that's responsible for the order of the colors on the croquet stick. What was the significance of those colors? I know it goes from orange to yellow to blue to green. Mm -hmm. Is there a significance? to the henceforths? As, as we know, the very beginning of croquet, was it's very competitive. The colors that she chose and the order that she chose them are an acronym. Oh, so let's see. The colors in order are blue, green, yellow, orange, B-G-Y-O. Mm-hmm. So that was an acronym. So that was an acronym? Yeah, so that was an acronym. Be gone, you're out. Be gone, you're out? Be gone, you're out. So that was an acronym? Yeah, so that was an acronym. Be gone, you're out. Be gone, you're out? Be gone, you're out. That seems like a very subtle way to express something that is completely obvious on the outside. Right, that, that she would yell, uh, you know, every time that she struck the ball. So yeah, it was sort of a slogan for her. Right. She was not a friendly lady. So henceforth, was henceforth successful in her goal for uh, overtaking the croquet world? It's interesting. She never saw this game as becoming the sort of muted family Mm. fun game that we all know. She really saw this game for what it was for the first sort of first couple of decades of its existence as a, a means to world domination. Now, she did live long enough to see her game used I'm thinking about the match between Stalin and Roosevelt. She was there. She was older by this time, of course. Was she still able to play or was she just an onlooker? Actually, she refereed that game, being the foremost expert on croquet. So she really had a lot of control over the modern world. I mean, she could have called that game in favor of Roosevelt and uh, put the end to a lot of trouble right there on the field. Yeah, but she was true to the game. And really, that's the way you would want it to be. Yes. That everybody plays for the rules and the outcome is the outcome. Yeah, although I'm not sure that I would have done the same thing in her shoes at that time. Mm. But she was true to croquet. Was she involved in the match between uh, Hitler and Mussolini? She was absolutely there. But by that time, she couldn't see or hear, which is why Hitler chose her to referee. Dano, the guest did not wrap up the podcast properly. Well, there's the internet podcast regulation that if anyone mentions Hitler, you have to immediately stop recording. And I, we had, oh my God, I just mentioned Hitler. Oh. All right. Let, hey, can we say the H word, please? Yes. All right. Dano, I wonder if you could, or we could with our podcast, perhaps invite another, a different croquet expert. I do know another croquet expert. Do you? Yeah, I travel in croquet circles. That sounds like a big waste of time. That's actually the European layout. I don't want to toot my own horn, which is also part of the European rules. When you complete a circle? (laughs) When you complete a circle, you toot your own horn. Oh. I don't want to toot my own horn, but for the sake of time, I could volunteer myself as a croquet expert. Oh my gosh, that really would save a lot of time and effort and travel expenses for the podcast. That sounds great. Okay. So, Juliana Henceforth was our guest on the croquet episode. Her last name is Henceforth, which could be mistaken as an H word. Is that going to cause any trouble? Uh, so I'm sorry. 
you were just saying? Thank you, Juliana. Do you mind if I call you Juliana? No, no, please, please. Uh, let's keep things informal. Uh, you can call me Juliana. I was recently made aware of the European Circle layout of croquet, and I wondered if you yes. could maybe address some of uh, how that came into being and why we don't accept the European Circle layout of croquet in the Western United States. Uh, croquet originally was an English game. Now, since there were two existing versions of the game, both the American and the European, the English who were inventing the game at that time had to decide which way would they go, to the continent which spawned them or to the continent which they themselves had spawned. Well, Miss Henceforth, it has just been a delight to go behind the scenes and into the history of the game of croquet. If I could just mention, too, Hitler... Oh! <laughs> Claire, I think you did a wonderful job with that. Thanks. Thanks, Dano. Was my uh, Julian Henceforth voice okay? You know, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe in post we can just yeah. notch it up a, a little bit, get an auto-tuner. A to, little louder, you mean? Well, a little um, higher tone. She did not sound very feminine. That was a character voice, and I don't do a yeah. lot of characters. Right, I right. do a low-voice guy. Uh, I do a pirate. And I kind of do William Shatner. Claire, I did notice that your guest said the H word. How do we get out of that? You know what? If you wouldn't mind just filling out some of these forms. Uh, what I've got mm -hmm. for you here is yes. the um, accidental utterance clause. Right. And if you'll sign that on behalf of you and me, then we can either override what she said or override that we knew that she was going to say it. We can't be held responsible for that, can we? Well, we are being held responsible because they shut down our podcast. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So if you wouldn't mind just uh, filling in this blank. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And I say this in a whispering tone. You'll need to forge Juliana Henceforth's signature there to identify that she recognizes that she was the responsible party. Um, shouldn't we ask her to do that herself? No, no, it wouldn't be a forgery then. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I'm very good at forging other okay. people's signatures. So you go ahead and do that. Okay. And then what I need to do is witness. The Expertise Spelled Wrong podcast is free. And like the Amish, all are welcome. Be sure to sign up for our email announcements at funnypodcast.co and follow us in your favorite podcast app like the expert podcast listener we know you are. With mallets towards none.